back to day three, live from Davos with the great Nor Ben Laden over there uh, at the West Forum this week. Thank you for joining me again, Nor. How's it going? So great to be with you, Mel. Uh, I tell you, this place is a very dark place and the energies are really awful. But when I see your face and I know I'm uh, on air with you, I'm, uh, it lifts me up. And uh, thanks for having me. In that oh, well. Well, I am so grateful to have you, and I am I am in awe of your ability to decode the inverted language going on over there. It is almost unbelievable. So first and foremost, let's do a little uh, decoding. Let's start off the show with, with how they speak and what they really mean. Yes, because, you know, I've been watching all the different panels that are going on, and it's so convoluted. There's so much word salad. The words and the terms are inverted to mean something else. I mean, it is... Uh, we, we were talking about dark energy a moment ago. It is really demonic. And so I wanted to read out uh, the four key official themes for this, for this year's uh, annual meeting, which sit under the tagline of rebuilding trust, you know, as we know. Yeah. And so these four key themes, if you will, um, are the umbrella under which all these panels are taking place. And so these are achieving security and cooperation in a fractured world, creating growth and jobs for a new era, AI as a driving force for the economy and society, and a long-term strategy for climate, nature, and energy. And I was thinking about these four key themes, and I decided to come up with the real four themes that are going on during this week. And so they are as follows. Controlling speech, squashing dissent, mass surveillance plus bodily control and harm, destroying jobs and economies, and geopolitical chaos, not peace. This is the actual real agenda of the West and of their annual meeting here in Davos. And of all the other organizations that work alongside the West. And so today in particular, um, you've had quite a few panels focusing again on, quote, the number one threat or the number one risk of disinformation and misinformation. And so um, I'll just quote the titles of these panels. Where is freedom of expression going? So this one had also a heavy emphasis on the fact that there are 4.2 billion people that are going to be heading to the ballot box this year. We wonder wow. why misinformation and disinformation is so important in that context, as Ursula von der Leyen uh, talked about yesterday. Then there's another panel entitled Speaking Truth to Power. I'm not kidding. And uh, another one was protecting the vulnerable online, because obviously we know that they always use these pretexts and right. these kind of benevolent reasons in order to suppress speech and control speech online. And this is the point that I made um, very strongly yesterday, or I emphasized yesterday, both on your show and on um, Steve Bannon's War Room, is that in 2024, we are going to see an unprecedented attack on our freedom of speech and on 1A. And this is very much the underlying um, subtext of uh, the annual forum um, this year. And uh, another very important panel that took place this morning, which has been trending nonstop for the past 
week since the program was announced officially and released uh, uh, last week by the WEF um, is Disease X preparing for Disease X. So I tweeted, I tweeted about this this morning uh, because I followed uh, the panel live and um, and it, there was no, let's put it this way, there was no new information. It really was a reiteration of that one key panel from last year, 100 days to outrace the next uh, pandemic, which featured Tony Blair and which has been shared wildly. And really, people need to go back to that panel from one year ago. And I put it in my Substack article dedicated to Disease X, which I published yesterday. But so that panel reiterated um, the fact that they need to prepare. You know, this word is so prevalent in all of the WHO uh, wording documents, put, you know, um, fu the future treaty or agreement that they're preparing. Um, and obviously the key speaker on the panel uh, preparing Disease X this morning was Tedros Ghebreyesus, Director General of the WHO. You also had the CEO of uh, AstraZeneca, uh, who was on there as well. And uh, it's the conflation of, of preparing in terms of the digitization of healthcare so that they can track everything and implement these digital VAX, I mean, these VAX passports, which we know obviously lead to just global digital IDs in and of itself. And right. then um, the obviously the, the mechanisms through which they will be able to implement measures. And uh, whether it's lockdown, whether it's forced vaccinations, whether it's masking, all of the things uh, for which we had a preview um, during COVID, um, we can expect with this so-called next um, pandemic or pandemic would be more accurate uh, to call it. And um, there was a heavy emphasis on the fact that this treaty is being negotiated as we speak by the way, in Geneva, um, between the member states and all these regulatory bodies, and it will be signed in May 2024, just a few months away. So we'll be sure to report uh, on that as well, because this is one of the key instruments, along with the amendments to the international health regulations via the WHO, that they're going to use to implement the global um, centralized government that they have in mind. And so it was uh, it was uh, a repeat of the messaging that they've been putting out. But what's really interesting um, is that in the description of that panel, uh, so they talk about disease X and they say that it's going to be 20 times deadlier than COVID potentially they, they don't even know what disease X is, which is why they have this placeholder term right. uh, that they're using. But somehow they're already fear-mongering, saying that it's going to be 20 times deadlier than COVID. And this other thing that um, Tedros said during the panel, he said COVID was the first disease X in some way. So he mentioned that. So who knows? Uh, uh, I mentioned this yesterday, but 2024 is going to be a year of potentially multiple black swan events because they just need to totally create an, an environment of utter chaos across the world, especially that it's 2024 and it's a year of, um, of uh, heading to the ballot box as they keep repeating 
here through, as they've been repeating since the kickoff of, uh, of the annual meeting. Right. And I want to make clear to everyone out there, because my audience certainly knows and most people do, uh, a disturbing person that is on the panels about the election, I believe, is Alex Soros, who uh, was, uh, as we all know, we were all told that he was taking over the open society. And I want people to understand that a lot of people in America understand that Soros has had an exorbitant amount of um, sway and putting probably to this point in all these elections, probably a billion dollars, certainly hundreds of millions of dollars into placing people that he and the globalists want in yes. our local, state, and national governments. But nor um, the Open Society and Soros, they do this all over the world. It's not only the American elections that um, they are very, uh, it, that they infiltrate as far as I'm concerned, but this is, this is, this is worldwide with that Open Society, correct? Absolutely. And everybody should be familiar with the name Lord Malik Brown, who is uh, intimately linked to um, George Soros. You could say he's his acolyte or number one acolyte. Right. And they've been wrecking havoc all across the world, interfering in elections, most notably in the Philippines. But you mentioned something just now, Mal, about open society and Alex Soros. And this has been, you know, the modus operandi of George Soros infiltrating and placing people. And the reason why I wanted to stand in front of the sign today, if you can read it behind me, is it preparing for the future, meet the future makers. And um, yeah. this is how they work. You know, all these organizations, in particular the West, we know that they have their different programs like the young global leaders, like the global shapers. And I wanted to give a shout out to amazing Polly, who we both yeah. really respect and admire for her work because she actually did a video a few years back. I mean, Amazing yep. Polly has been talking about this for years and years and years, and you really need to go and look at her older videos because they are so relevant and they are so deep. You really go deep down the rabbit hole. And so she did a video specifically on these global shapers who are these right. people that are selected and put into different levels of bureaucracy um, in our governments, in media, in NGOs, the structure of the globalist of the globalist system is such a how do you say that word behemoth? Behemoth? Behemoth. Yeah, it's behemoth. It's, uh, massive. it's such a behemoth. It's massive, and they're all interconnected. And yep. uh, and Amazing Polly does a tremendous job at explaining all of this and really goes into the details and shows how they're all placed in different key positions. And this is what's also going on here during this week. You have all these, quote, stakeholders and all these people that are meeting uh, to see how they can coordinate um, and work together towards the implementation of this, quote, new world order. Right. You know, it's interesting, too, that they um, it's actually people have to understand they call it a conference, meaning that every one of these um, stakeholders or public private partners of the World Economic Forum have booths there and they all have representatives there. Some of them, many of them, a lot of them, the, the top people, CEOs and all of that. And people can go visit these booths. And when I saw a uh, diagram of, of the placement of all the booths and um, it's literally every single person that we are talking about on a 
regular basis. It's Meta and, and all the other groups, um, Google, but they have all the banks there as well. So it's not just panels. It's actually backdoor meetings and, and breakout groups. So they, they have a lot of planning going on. And when you talk about the global changers and the and the young global leaders, it, it's a people don't understand that these people are not only chosen and groomed, but they also go to a um, all these different seminars that are not publicized all over the world. There's four uh, World Economic Forum headquarters in America alone, but they're everywhere. And then they all come together and then they spread out. And like you said, this is into your local governments, your state governments and all aspects of federal governments and and countries all over the world. And it's, it's that massive. And it's been going on now for 20, 30 years. So think about how many people out there, their first loyalty is to globalism and installing it. And their second loyalty is to being members of this club, this group. I mean, in terms of the latest iteration, um, you know, the WEF is just uh, over 50 years old. And I think we mentioned it on the first day, you know, it's an offshoot of Henry Kissinger's international seminar, which was funded by the CIA. And so this, we go back even to the 60s and the 50s. But really, if you go back even to the early 20th century and the Woodrow Wilson White House and his right-hand man, his closest advisor, who your audience is familiar with, um, Colonel Mandelhouse, you know, Woodrow yes. Wilson was getting direct orders from the British through these British agents. And, you know, the, the globalists is largely um, rooted in uh, the city of London and in the highest ranks of, uh, of British society among, you know, other, quote, elites. But um, a lot of this traces back to um, that part of the world. And obviously, Switzerland uh, was chosen as the administrative kind of organizational ground right in which to place all of these organizations. And, um, you know, it's really funny being Swiss. You know, my, my mom is Swiss and I was born in yes. Switzerland and raised in Switzerland. And we've been um, uh, educated and the world has been made to believe that Switzerland is a neutral country when in fact it is not. And all these organizations um, were, were implemented here and... Uh, it really starts with the creation of the International Red Cross in 1862-63 with Henri Dunant. And that was the first attempt to a total like international organization with, where different member states um, would um, you know, work together. So we're really looking at um, the, the 19th century in terms of... Um, how far we can go back. I mean, really after 1815, after the Congress of Vienna, I would say this is when everything picks off. And we're now, you know, 200 plus years later, here, I'm here standing in Davos and they are, they are at the culmination of right. this ideology. They are about to realize this ideology unless we stop them, which we will stop them because there is no way that humanity will fall for this enslavement program that they have right. so carefully crafted and uh, led us towards as sheep. But now too many of us are awake to what is right. going on here and to the evil that is going on here.
I'm glad you brought that up. And I often say this on my show, but for anyone that does not uh, know this, it's very it's worthwhile going back and looking at a lot of things that happened during the Wilson administration and administration not often talked about, but it is when a lot of the globalist stuff started to actually show itself in America. You and I, uh, Nora, obviously believe that the, the American Revolution, basically a lot of these people that were loyal to King George went back to England and came back in through our banking institutions our uh, academic institutions it, they they did infiltration instead of invasion uh, after the the revolution and most people were unaware of this and it's happened in different iterations throughout time with the globalists yes. or you know the worldwide totalitarian movement and communism that it's come into America under you know the guise of something else and you don't realize it till years later like with what's going on in our schools because you bring up a lot that there are many different tentacles of this UNESCO being one yes. of them. Um, obviously the IPCC. And with you talking about, very important also to, to talk about how you're talking about the word preparedness, prepare, all of that. This goes back also to the Club of Rome Limits of Growth, another Rockefeller crown uh, group that has been saying all this time based on models, based on you know computer modeling that, that is impossible to really uh, predict anything, but they've been okay. doing this so long. And you know we, we also, there's that famous picture of Bill Gates with his statistics book, How to Manipulate statistics next to yeah. him. And so a lot of this preparedness is coming from AI or modeling on computers, putting in the data to get the outcome that they want. Then they say disease X is coming or climate, uh, you know, uh, over overwhelming climate change is coming. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's all being done. A lot of it at the um, international university in the UK from there. So we're at a place where they're prepared. They're they're actually telling us that things are coming down the pike, but these things are being, you know, modeled and planned well ahead of time to just tell us that it's coming. Yes. Meanwhile, they're they already know that they're going to be using that tactic and that kind of propaganda to terrorize yes. people a week. I was going to say it's always the same playbook, Mel. They use two tactics. They use fear mongering and also the illusion of scarcity which they have crafted and created. And using these two tactics, they have basically taken over all of the resources on the planet and uh, have been working towards consolidating their control over all of us, as I mentioned the other day. And uh, especially the American people, you know, I have so much affection and love for America and, I, and a large part of the work that I'm doing is is because of my understanding of how amazing your nation is and my understanding as well of, of the fact that it is what it is the one nation that stands in the way of all this wickedness. And the American people ha have been facing such an assault on, on a psychological level, on an emotional level, on an educational level. I mean, so many, you've been attacked in so many different ways. And it's so important, which is why, you know, I admire and appreciate your work, Mel, so much because you really go back and look at the history and you need to understand the past to figure out how we got in this uh, here in the first place. And uh, it's been an ongoing infiltration operation, a subversion operation since the revolution. And, and, They've tried, you know, there was what, it, I think it was in the War of 1812, if I'm not mistaken, yes. the year. They tried militarily again to regain control and it failed. 
And then they really went full on, full fledged with the subversion plan um, uh, following that that uh, attempt to regain control over the United States of America. But your nation uh, really has a special, special place and a special, special role to play. And um, um, this is something that George Washington had said, you know, that you have a high destiny. I'm paraphrasing. You have a high destiny unless you permit your government to be entangled with the fate of other nations. And then exactly. you also had another really important quote. You had you had Marquis de Lafayette, who was um, such a um, integral part in winning the revolution for the American people. He said that the happiness of America is intimately connected to the happiness of the rest of mankind. And these sent, I mean, these um, uh, sentiments or statements were echoed you know, 250 almost years ago, right? But they still stand true today. And um, and this is why they hate the America First, the MAGA First movement so much. And this is why they are trying to squash it by any means necessary. And President Trump said, you know, it's, you know, what's that sentence he says, which is so good? That they're, it's not, a, they're, they're not, they're coming after you. I'm just in the way. Yeah. They're not after me. They're after you. And I'm in the way. And I've been saying lately yeah. in speeches and everywhere, they're not after America. They're after the world. And America is in the way. Yes. And I think the yes. American people, if they fully understood uh, the circumvention of our nation, our constitution, our bill of rights, our sovereignty by a globalist billionaire oligarchy uh, bent on this global governance, that that would unite America yes. faster than anything else. Because yes. the idea that there's some big, you know, it, it goes back to the American revolution when people, uh, say that this is very similar. It's very similar in so many ways. Yes. And I always say, go back and read the Declaration of Independence and then read it yes. as if it's now. And you're going to find we're in the same battle and we better stand together for freedom. Or as they said then, or, or you know, either we'll stand together or we'll hang separately. Yes. And that was Ben Franklin at the time. So we are in a similar place coming into 2024. Uh, last thing yes. for you, has you, have you heard any buzz there since... Um, Trump won Iowa. Has there been anyone talking about this? Because I would think that all their heads are exploding. I saw a panel with uh, Jake Sullivan I'll talk about when we let you go. But um, any anything going on there after that? Yes, I'll just mention something in one second regarding this. I just that wanted to say one more thing with regards uh, to what you just said. We need a revival of the 1776 spirit. That's what I've been saying. And the yeah. other thing I wanted to say is for people to really understand how they've been poisoning poisoning us, mind, body, and soul. I really encourage people to um, watch the segment um, um, on Stephen um, K. Bannon's War Room from yesterday, which aired right before my second segment when I went on. It was by this Dr. Nels, who oh, explains... Oh, he's great. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he explains exactly how they are attacking through these vaccines and through these spike proteins. He explains how it's actually attacking our neurological connections and it's dumbing us down. I mean, I said to, to Steve afterwards, I said it takes the sentence or, or you know, the, the slogan dumbing us down to a whole new level. So just that 10 minute clip is really, really important. I shared it um, yesterday on my social media. So watch that because- Great. 
then you can apply it to many different tactics and operations that they've, you know, deployed against us to weaken us in order for us to become more malleable and docile. And just to come back to the question you just asked me, there was actually a CNBC article that came out, I think, earlier today, saying how everybody's um, talking about President Trump here and his potential uh, return to the White House and how basically they're all freaked out. And I mentioned this on, on War Room uh, yesterday uh, or the day before, but I was in a coffee shop at some point this week and there was, you know, this uh, lady who was clearly like a businesswoman um, conversing with uh, three guys, including an ex-CNN guy. And this was before President Trump won um, uh, in a landslide in Iowa. And she said in hushed tones, can you imagine if uh, if he wins again and he gets back to the White House? What a disaster that would be. And she was like so freaked out at the idea. Yeah, so they're pretty freaked over here. Good. And CNBC Good. hasn't been reporting about it. Yeah, well, you know, that is that is the 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 fear there is that anything will disrupt their model because you and I have talked about many times Trump was disrupting agenda 2030 by yeah. dismantling um you know, pulling out of the who, pulling out of UNESCO, uh dismantling the Paris climate accords, uh talking to NATO about you know, paying their fair share, knowing that they couldn't. And we got to keep in mind with that. Also, I have an episode with uh, Dr. Nels that's amazing as well that I suggest. Oh, and wow. I'll, put, I'll put both links below because I talked to him for an hour and it's yeah. really, really important that people yeah. understand that. And I'm glad that you uh, said that. I saw the segment yesterday on Bannon too, and it's very important. So we'll put it below. But also at the same time, um, we have to remember that we have the antidote to propaganda and all of that. And that is critical thinking and trusting your gut and, and knowing when you're being lied to. You can feel it. We can feel it. Uh, so the propaganda and the cognitive warfare is a whole nother level. And we'll talk about it again. But I firmly believe that NATO is aligned with the World Economic Forum and that they are fully uh, in bed with the Agenda 2030 as well. They are more like the one world military that they've built. And they have all kinds of stuff out there. They're tweeting about cognitive warfare, using human minds as weapons, the war on the brain. So what you're talking about, about that topic, especially people need to get really educated because in my, in my estimation, if you know, you're being propagandized, it doesn't work. And uh, last words to you on that. No, absolutely. And we have to remember that at the root of all this, at the root of the Davos agenda of the globalist agenda, this is a eugenicist plan. And you mentioned, you know, UNESCO, people need to go and read, you know, the texts or the, the quotes of Julian Huxley, the brother of Aldous Huxley and all these people, George Bernard Shaw, these people say it in the open. And I, I retweeted some old tweets of mine this morning um, where I wrote, you know, that eugenicism, um, eugenics never went away. It simply was rebranded, repackaged, and even in a very, very sick way, marketed to inflict upon ourselves and obviously i'm referring to the shots right um yeah. and they want to they want to call the population they want to um quote control the population which is the new term they use for eugenics and uh will end because uh, I, I i have to rush but we'll end with the fact that obviously bill gates is here this week and yeah. uh he has just announced that uh um the bill and melinda gates foundation are um, allocating their biggest ever budget to 
health initiatives and such. So we know yeah. we know what he's up to. Your audience knows um, uh, what he's up to. And uh, don't forget that this is very much a eugenics plan and they are attacking our bodily uh, integrity uh, along with everything else. Absolutely. Noor Ben Laden, thank you so much. Stay safe, stay warm, and uh, we will see you tomorrow morning at 9.30 Eastern. You're doing amazing work as always, and uh, I look forward to, to the next time to hear how much more inverted uh, insanity is spewed in these panels. So uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I feel so much better now that we've spoken. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. See you tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. Uh, it's moving right along over there. We have to remember multiple things about what is happening in Davos is that they, like Noor said, they speak in very inverted languages and there's been a bunch of different panels. I wanted to bring up one uh, particular one with um, uh, our National Defense Secretary um, Jake Sullivan on the stage yesterday that I found pretty interesting and I wanted to play it here. So if we could run that video, uh, for everyone to see. That order seems to know, know, uh, not be uh, the order anymore. We are on the way to a new order, so we are between orders. Uh, do you agree with that, or are there ways of uh, what are we able to keep on the positive side from the old order to bring into a new world order, and how can we avoid that that new world order uh, becomes like a jungle growing back and we rather uh, have uh, order based on international law and the uh, principles that have brought us prosperity and uh, freedom uh, for decades. I guess and maybe this is the, the old um, kind of teacher in me coming out. I think of this a little bit more about a transition of eras rather than a transition of orders, but the two are kind of cousins of one another. The reason I draw the distinction is because I don't think the international order built after 1945 is getting replaced wholesale with some new order. Um, it will obviously evolve as it, as it has evolved multiple times over the decades since 1945. But I do think in a, in a more sharp and distinctive way, we are moving into a new era. And that's what I talked about in my remarks, that we are, you know, the post-Cold War era has come to a close. We're at the start of something new. We have the capacity to shape what that looks like. And at the heart of it will be many of the core principles and core institutions of the existing order, adapted uh, for the challenges that we face today. So uh, there you have it. Uh, they're rebranding uh, again. But the truth of the matter is that Jake Sullivan not only was uh, the um, behind Hillary Clinton when she was secretary of state and a big part of the Obama administration, but he has been at the helm here with the disastrous uh, pullout of Afghanistan, with the um, not negotiating with Russia to avoid the war in Ukraine. He has been involved in every single thing in, over the last probably uh, 20 years that has gone wrong in foreign policy. And again, he's up there in front of the globalist governance billionaire oligarchy elite that claim to be running the new world order, or as he calls it, new era. And, you know, they're talking about multipolar, unipolar, whatever. This is still the same plan. But, you know, they talk in the world word salad, like um, like she said, uh, Nora said earlier. But what we need to ask ourselves is, 
Does Jake Sullivan speak for we, the people of the United States? Is his foreign policy worked out so far? It's getting worse by the day. We now have the situation in Israel, in Yemen. We have lots of talk about, very dangerous talk, about going to Taiwan and having troops there involved. We're talking about yesterday, a friend from Sweden reached out to me that they're bringing up troops, Germany bringing up troops. The people on planet Earth do not want endless wars. They want the wars to stop. To think that in 2024 on planet Earth, anyone is dying, any innocent person on planet is dying over war. It's a complete joke. And my my belief is that both sides of every war on planet Earth right now is being paid for by these people. This globalist billionaire oligarchy is continuing this on and on to keep as much chaos on this planet, to keep us divided, to keep us fighting. And in many ways, they do not care how many people die. And I really do believe that we need to start standing up for our faith and freedom and to demand that these wars end. I have heard nobody except for Donald Trump so far speak about negotiating peace. We cannot win a war, a world war against China, Russia, Iran, and all of their their other people that are around them. Plus, we're not paying attention enough to the BRICS nations and why that happened. Sanctions as weapons of war is why that happened and why all of this is unfolding. And Jake Sullivan is a big part of that with Anthony Blinken and their right Right now in Davos, uh, Blinken and Sullivan both gave speeches along with um, the queen of the uh, intervention and responsibility to protect uh, back under Obama, Samantha Power, who's now running the money for USAID all over the world, um, getting her uh, allegiance uh, in different nations everywhere. So our foreign policy is a disaster and that these people are there talking about their plans for our future with the globalists uh, should concern everyone. I'm wondering uh, when Sullivan or Blinken or any of these people consulted the people of the United States of America. Uh, they are not functioning in any way as uh, representatives of us, which they should be. And I just want to reiterate that it's really important to look into something called the responsibility to protect a U.N. measure that is totally uh, illegal as far as I'm concerned. And it is how they have infiltrated sovereign nations under the guise of the U.N. needing to go in there. Uh, I have a feeling that this is on the table for the upcoming year and very important for people to understand what that policy is and to reject it by all costs. Um, we have a lot going on on planet Earth, but one thing that we know is that there is a ability to negotiate peace and it is not being sought by anyone worldwide. The only person I have heard talk about peace are Donald Trump and some of it, his associates. And um, just this morning, we're hearing from other nations that it's it's boiling up in Iran and uh, Iraq. And that is just the beginning if we don't stand up and stop this. So thank you so much for joining us again. Please uh, follow Noor Ben Laden's Twitter feed. She is our ex feed. She is uh, updating all day long. She'll be back here tomorrow morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, live from Davos. We will have a wrap-up show this weekend. So please uh, like, subscribe, and share at Rumble and also my new X channel at at Mel K Show. I really appreciate you coming here every morning. It's been a great success, and we will see you tomorrow with more information and more decoding of international word salad coming out of the World Economic Forum. Have a great day. Thank you for watching The Mel K Show. Please like, subscribe, and share. Be sure to join us seven nights a week on the front lines in this information war. See you there.
MLK here. I am loving Rumble, and I hope you are too. I am so excited about the year ahead. In 2024, we're going to have lots of exclusive content. We're going to do some Q&As. We're going to have lots of fun. So make sure you are subscribed to The Mel K Show at Rumble. Seven nights a week, I have a new show, and it's going great. So join me over at Rumble, and everywhere there's free speech, I will be there. Thank you so much, guys. Givaderm is a luxurious, toxin-free skincare that actually works. Not only do we take the toxins out, we put the most powerful nutrients in. All of our products are an effective way to detoxify, replenish, and protect your skin. Our toxin-free, natural ingredients provide real results without compromising your skin's health. Unlock the secret to beautiful, healthy skin using this synergistic skincare system. It's never too late or too early to begin living a more beautiful life with Givaderm. Natural, healthy skin. So head on over to themelkshow.com. Go to the partners page. Click on Givaderm. Use the code MELK and get a great discount right now.